she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. A great big welcome and thank you for tuning in to She Leads, She Thrives. I'm Shannon Dunn. I am a long-term business and leadership coach and your host here at the podcast. I've got a very special soul to share with you today. I think, Brooke, you're actually the first guest that I have that's actually, because you're not in Perth at the moment, but actually from my hometown. So of all of the guests that we've had so far, they've been from all different parts of the world and you're currently residing in beautiful Bali in Indonesia, which feels like my second home. I think you're the first Perth girl to come and can join me here. So, you know, another first you could add to your list. I don't know. You've got lots of them. But I first met Brooke in person, actually probably not really that long ago, to be honest. But I heard about this kind of, what was that? I'm trying to think of the words that people use to describe you when I first heard about you. Oh, good, but vivacious, kind of bubbly, excitable, um, that you could talk really fast. Those are the kinds of things I remember hearing when I first heard about this girl who was doing like social media training and she's like obsessed with Instagram. So that's probably what, six, seven years ago now? when you were kind of in that early phase of your business and villa management was around and like, you know, there's been big times and I never got to any of your workshops. I know thousands of people in Perth that did, (laughs) Um, but then, you know, you launched social club community. And at the time I remember thinking, I can work this Instagram thing out. One of my challenges is I DIY far too much. And I'm like, no, people keep talking about this thing and they keep saying she knows what she's talking about. So I joined and then I actually had a moment where I was like, no, I don't need this anymore. And I then I came back. So I've been a member a couple of times and this time for a lot longer. And I oh. feel you really much, uh, I think I, I shared something recently that when I think about what's going on with Instagram, I'm going to go to Social Club and Brooke. I'm going to go to you first. Yeah, I go to Instagram because I don't know, sometimes it's not that I don't believe what they're telling us, but I feel like you've kind of done your research, yeah? You're a very thorough individual when it comes to wanting to know what's happening with Instagram. So often we, I hear, like you share the Instagrams that get uh, Instagram content and updates and info that get shared in Social Club and that you share on your own profile Instagram. I see that before I see it from anywhere else. So there you go. That's my fantastic. <laughs> That's what we want, right? Know, I'm doing right? this good day's work if that is the feedback coming yeah. out of it. So thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. My pleasure. So let me share around the, the official bio so everyone can get to know who this Insta Queen is because I love that that was in your bio. I was like, yeah, of course. So Brooke Filinovich is an Instagram specialist, international keynote speaker and creator of the Global Social Club membership, which is what I was just talking about. Over the last six years, she has skyrocketed through the digital marketing world to become one of Australia's most influential Instagram speakers and trainers, 
working with brands like American Express, Dermalogica, Mazda, F45 and more. Do you know what I love though the most is your love for small business, not the big brands. Yeah, yeah. that to me makes such a difference to the the way that you show up and lead your community. Because I still feel like that small business. I feel, I still feel like the girl who sat with her very first ever laptop and said, oh my God, how am I going to do, build a business? I still feel like that. So it will always be at my heart. Which is is so good to hear because so many people, who knows what we're going to talk about today. Brooke and I have been DMing about lots of stuff that we both Mm -hmm. get bugged about. Um, But, you know, so many people forget that so quickly as they kind of move and expand and achieve. So let me share a little bit more about Brooke in this kind of official sense. Along with a great love of speaking and teaching, she has a genuine love for the media and has become a regular contributor across television, podcasts, print and online. In the last couple of years, she is named in the top 50 small business leaders in Australia. Very cool. Featured on the cover of Inside Small Business Magazine, The Business Collection, Business News and nicknamed the Queen of Social Media by the West Australian. Surely they weren't the first to call you that though. Maybe, Maybe not. I'm sure that officially in print, in yeah, tangible maybe. print. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll give it to them. But I'm sure that the small business community were calling you that long before yeah. any media were saying that. But after seven years of building her brand in Perth, Western Australia, where is our home shared hometown, she recently, so earlier this year, we are in kind of late 2022 when I'm chatting to Brooke now, she packed up her life and her beautiful little family to go global and is currently living and working out of Bali in Indonesia. When she's not standing on the stage or teaching people how to build the businesses of their dreams, she loves exercise and donuts, which is such a contradiction, right? <laughs> You've got to have balance. You've yeah, got to have balance. I love it. And hanging out with her husband, Dom, and son, Carlo. If you know Brooke or if you don't, go and follow her. Start now. Um, I feel like I know your family so personally because you share them in such a beautiful way. Oh, thank you. Media. So it feels like, you know, with C. Dom, I don't know how he feels about how much you share about him and, and Carlo. Well, he's but- gotten better at it. <laughs> at the start, he was, oh, I don't want to fucking be online. <laughs> and I used to crack up and be like, like, you're not famous, babe. Calm down. It's not like the paparazzi have got you. Um, <laughs> but he's had to reluctantly yes. learn to love it. Yeah. Which, you know, the, th- the reality is he could become famous and he's a degree of Insta-famous because of it being part of, of, of you and now he's part of your business as well like as an yeah. employee, which is <laughs> I bet that's not something you thought about necessarily early in your relationship that you'd end oh. up employing him or maybe you Look, did. if it wasn't for Dom, I don't think I would have started my own business because he was the first out of the two of us to leave his job and start a business. And I remember him coming home one day and telling me that he was invoicing for, it was either like 60 or $70 an hour, which at the time was about three times what my hourly wage was at my job. And I just remember thinking, wow, that is so cool. I was so inspired by it. I was still at my job and had never even thought of the idea of starting my own business. And I just thought that was amazing. And he probably doesn't realize the impact that moment had on my, I guess, journey and life, but it really, really did. And at the same time, we always... When we started, when it well, when I started on this journey, the long-term goal was to travel the world and speak mm-hmm. about and and teach and Instagram. But we never knew how that would look in terms of where that would lead Dom's business and what right. he was doing. But he always travelled. I met. He's not from Perth, so I met him when he was travelling through Perth, and. Um, he wanted to obviously continue traveling and, you know, then life happened and then COVID <laughs> happened and everything kind of halted and paused and then we had a baby and and we always knew, though, that we would want to travel again because he's got family all over the world. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just funny how it all actually came to be. It was never the intention, but I guess an intention was set and this is just how it ended up I love unfolding. It. 
I think that's one of the greatest things, though, because so often you would see this as much as I do, that people get so obsessed with the how and things have to follow a certain, you know, this step and then that step and then that step, because otherwise, if I don't take all those steps, I'm not going to get to whatever the, you know, the vision, the goal, the dream, the success, the definition of all that is. And when we can let go of that obsession with it has to follow a certain path and just be in it. And as you say, set the intention Yes, this is what we want, how we want to feel about it. So so much different, right? Such a different thing. Yeah. As an official question, I want to start with uh, you sharing a bit about a love story, but your love story with Instagram, not your beautiful husband and baby. (laughs) Okay. So, Uh, you know, like how did you get from, you know, I was an employee inspired by what Don was doing you know, that certainly, you know, it certainly be, was motivation for me early on seeing the difference in what I was getting and how I didn't feel valued and what I knew I could create. And then getting to this whole, you know, the Instagram queen, we've, th- was that three and a half <laughs> plus thousand businesses worldwide? Is that, was that the no- last number I read was about that? Yeah, Maybe it's more? officially like 3,418 at yeah. the moment. Yeah, We're so heading towards and that three and a half thousand yeah. um, milestone, which I, I thought we were sitting at about two seven. Oh goodness me! And so off. I I don't, I don't know. I just thought we were sitting about two seven. I thought we were approaching three, and I hadn't checked in a really long time. And then um, we were working one day, and my assistant was here in Bali with us. And I said, "Oh, have we hit that three thousand member milestone yet?" And she looked at it, and she was like, "Ah." Uh, take a guess and then we were going back and forth guessing and I could not believe it (laughs) I could not believe it so yeah that's really cool I'm very proud but it is not where I started at all so I started off creating a small business that like I said I still feel like that girl who got her very first laptop and sat in her one-bedroom apartment and said right I have no money how am I going to make money And how am I going to market this business? And how am I going to let the world know that I existed? And obviously, seven years ago, social media was still kind of new. Um, Businesses were on it, but it was not anywhere near what it is now for business. And um, I saw it as a, a platform to be able to share a message and build a community around your brand and thought, well, what have I got to lose? Mm. It's free. So what have I got to lose? And I started investing a lot of time researching both Facebook and Instagram and the best ways to grow on the platform to share content and what you should be sharing and looking what other brands were doing. And I just became ridiculously excited and obsessed at what could be done for a business on this platform for free to grow. And when I say obsessed, I was literally, I would spend about 17 hours a day researching. That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) I, I wouldn't even sleep because I would fall asleep and then I'd kind of wake up and then I'd have an idea and I'd be so excited that I just wanted to get up and start working again. So I did. And I didn't have kids then. So I could. <laughs> and and that's really how the story began. I became obsessed with learning how to build and grow a brand and use it to sell on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And this obsession continued for about six months and another business. So I started two businesses. And then I became very lonely because I think at first I was so excited about the obsession right? And and that was, you know, doing its thing. And then I suddenly realized, well, I'm feeling a kind of way, but this is very new to me because since I was 13, I've always worked in retail or customer service and positions where I've seen, you know, hundreds of people a day. Yeah. And I started to feel a kind of way that I didn't know what it was at the time. I just knew I wasn't happy and I thought, do I want to go back to my old job? What, what is this? I don't, I can't pinpoint this feeling. And then I realized I'm actually just lonely. I don't see people anymore. And my husband was working FIFO at the time. So a lot of the time I was literally just alone in my apartment for days and weeks on end. And 
I realized that I did want to continue the business, but I needed to make some friends. And so I heard about this networking community fusion, what was Fusion Biz Babes back then. And And that would have been in the very early days of Ashbury. Very, very early days. It's actually really funny. Um, That event was one of her first events, but also one of her if this doesn't work out, I'm quitting the and shutting down the whole business and just going back to corporate. So that event was really fundamental for both of us. Um, and I went along and I met some people and we had to share our struggles in business. And I said that I was really lonely and everybody else at the event said social media. And I couldn't believe it because I actually thought I was late to the party because of the results that you were able to get I just thought oh my god this is what everyone must be doing on social media this is what every business must (laughs) be doing no and and I actually the businesses said who's doing your social media because we really love what you're doing and I said I'm doing it myself and they couldn't believe it because no one was doing their own everyone was paying thousands of dollars a month to outsource it and I said well I can show you what I'm doing. Trust me, it's not that complicated. You will be able to do this yourself. And that's what I did. I started teaching little social media workshops, just six small businesses at a time in my apartment. And I was stoked because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to make friends. These people are actually going to come hang out with me. And if I can teach them how to do this and if they get results, maybe they'll want to be friends with me for longer. And and yeah, and word started spreading that people were coming to learn how to do Instagram and Facebook themselves. And then it started coming up more and more that like I was hearing from people, oh, I heard you're the Instagram girl. Mm. So I I decided to niche down into just Instagram because it felt like nobody else was doing that. And that was probably a really good call. Um, And everything just grew from there. It certainly has. It certainly has. Uh, I think you're right, though. At that time, Instagram, it was certainly not a brand new platform, but it was newer in terms of business. Yes. And I remember when I first got it, I loved it because I'm such a visual person. So that aspect of Instagram appealed to me so differently to Facebook. But Facebook had a kind of community way to connect with people, you know, mm. early days of groups and those kind of things. But it was is like, well, how do we use this? How do we use these foreign, strange things that, as you say, you know, some people were paying thousands and thousands of dollars for what I remember hearing a lot from clients who were doing that, we're getting actually not much in terms of results back. And I love mm. that you've always said uh, that really this is quite simple. And one of the many things I love about Social Club and the way that Instagram is taught is that you come back to basics of marketing. Yeah, mm. It's not about Instagram so much. It's about how do we get back to the basics of actual marketing in relation to business and visibility Mm. and brand and all of those things. Because then also the benefit, if anyone is listening and you haven't clued into this yet, then you're missing out. But what you learn in like Social Club and and Brooks community is useful for the rest of your marketing. It's not Mm. just about what you do in Instagram. Just happens that that's a very fun, bright, colourful place full of donuts in in Brooks world that we get to hang out. Yeah, so it's a big shift, big shift. So as I said earlier, we've chatted about a few different things in the DMs, probably more so over the last few months. And I love your commitment, Brooke, to to being honest and real about what's going on and sharing the highs, the lows, the frustrations, the crappy stuff that happens and I remember a particular chat that we had, which was around, you know, people kind of giving up on themselves and almost kind of giving away their power to the the coach, the mentor, the program, the something that they've paid for. Um, or I was kind of thinking about, you know, the kind of things that get invested in that promise the world and an extra few planets and never deliver that kind of stuff, you know, and the well, how do we actually support people as leaders in business to come back to trust themselves, to really honour themselves and to know that they can do whatever it is that they desire to do. So I'd love to just kind of talk about that, your thoughts around that and how often you're actually seeing the, you know, so many of your community in that space of, you know, wanting to give up, stuck in the frustration. I can't do this. I'll never be a success. 
yeah because of the yeah. external noisy dominant bossy often untruthful world that the business landscape yeah. can offer us yeah well business is a journey and it's taken me seven years to really accept and acknowledge that and it doesn't matter how much you spend on business coaching, on books, on courses, there is no one straight path Mm. to success. And I love reading. I've read so many books from successful entrepreneurs and I'm yet to pick up a book that just says, this is how I started and here's all the things that went right and now I'm a success. Mm. It just, it doesn't work like that. And I think acceptance takes time as well and one of the biggest lessons I've learned in business too is learning to trust your gut and when everything else is telling you to go right if your gut is telling you to go left your gut's Mm. what you should be listening to Mm. but again that takes confidence and it always takes going against it and burning yourself really so many times to realize, well, hang on a minute, this is my world. This is my solution to a problem. This is my life that I'm creating, that I have to live. I have to live the downs. I also get to enjoy the ups and everyone's definition of success looks different. And that is okay Mm, it's a fabulous thing how varied if we actually stop and listen to ourselves and how varied the definitions of success truly are yes and they can change as well over the years before I had my son my definition of success looked very different (laughs) uh to what it looks like now and that's okay you know I was I had a girlfriend come and stay with us um, last week and she doesn't have kids and we were talking about how for her, you know, she has so much time to put into herself and being the best version of herself. And I said, but why is that a bad thing? You, yeah. you, Your number one priority before you have kids is you. And why shouldn't it be? It's not until after you have kids that you think, damn it, I wish I had spent more time on me. <laughs> and, and that's okay. But, yeah, I think there is no, and I say this about myself too because there are people who consider me, I suppose, a business coach. Mm. and that's not really a title that I attach to myself because I always consider myself as learning. Um, Instagram, yes, I feel like I'm, I've, I'm continuing to learn it because it continue, continues to change, but I would consider myself as mastered the fundamentals of the platform to be able to teach anyone. But don't take anyone... Don't take anything that anyone has said who is not doing what you are doing that does not come from the same background as you and life experience as Bible because their advice is always going to be based on their experience and no two people have the same journey and experience in business, even if on paper you do the same thing. Right. Yeah, completely. I think, you know, there's been such a trend, I feel increasingly, I'm, I've been in the business coaching world for 17 years. So I've seen a lot of stuff. And I love to say to people, particularly younger people, <laughs> that I'm getting mm-hmm. to that older phase of my life, that I started my business before social media. And they look at me like, oh, what, oh my God, what did you do? It's like, yeah, well, back to old fashioned marketing. But that aside, I've seen a huge trend, I feel like in the not just business coaching, but the coaching space significantly the mentoring space the business space around putting people on pedestals as Mm. the the what they say is gospel like you said it's not it's not don't take it as bible um Mm. because they are not living your lived experience yeah and it's such a a challenge seeing people kind of put everything into but that my coach or my mentor or my so-and-so or my whatever told me that if I did this this and this that would lead to this no yes. one can guarantee any outcome. And that is another bugbear of mine. <laughs> yes. And look, I'm I'm guilty of doing it myself because, and this is what we talked about mm. um, in our DMs, 
if there's someone that you admire and you respect, you can't help but feel like if I go against what they've told me, A, I'm going to fail and B, they're going to hate me and this person that I love and respect and admire so much is not going to want to be my friend anymore. And it's such, it's almost such a childish way to think, but you do. It's, it's, and I, I'm guilty of feeling that way myself. Yeah. And it really sends you in a tailspin. Yeah. yeah. You know, we want people to like us no matter what mm. we are, what, what, what we do, who we are. It's just part of being human that we have this desire to belong. You know, yes. I won't bring in all my psychology background, but it's just basic, <laughs> like human need we have to yes. belong. And that looks to us like having people that are telling us that we're doing the right thing or guiding us, supporting us, cheering us, giving us positive feedback and reassurance. You know, mm. And that, again, is another extension of how we started this kind of particular part of the conversation around people kind of giving away their power, mm. like for one of a better way to express it and almost abandoning that intuition and that gut instinct to mm. say that I have to follow or, you know, I've paid this much money for this thing that said it would get me here. So if I don't do all the steps, of course I'm going to fail. Mm. Yeah? And then feeling incredible disappoint, disappointment, disenchantment and all kinds of things if they do follow the steps exactly that somebody yeah. else's path to success and it doesn't work yeah. for them because that is somebody else's path to success, not theirs. Yeah. Yeah, And I think as well, coming back to, you know, learning to enjoy the journey, quite often the outcome that you're looking for, again, this is just something that I've learned over the past seven years, which is so minimal compared to you and, and, and so many other businesses out there, but quite often the outcome doesn't exist yet. Like yeah. I've had so many people slide into my okay. DMs uh, since we've started this you know, um, digital nomad kind of life and say, oh, like, what does Dom do for your company? I know he works for you now, but what does he do? Because like, I, we want to live this life and I just don't know how my husband would fit into the business. And this is what I say to them. Maybe he doesn't fit into the business Mm -hmm. yet because three years ago, Dom didn't fit into the business but the business has grown and evolved and changed that now there is a role for the work that he does which he doesn't do Instagram training at all which is why I always felt like I love you to be involved but you suck at (laughs) even you Dom can't even respond to a text message very well so how the hell are you going to teach Instagram but that wasn't his role you know so sort of And again, it sounds a bit cliche, like trust the process and learn to love the journey. But even for me, so I studied marketing and PR Mm. and there was no social media when I went to uni Mm. and I did drop out of uni too. And I always felt very lost in terms of like career and I was never very passionate about anything. And I just always felt like I'm not one of those people that will be ever be lucky enough to wake up and and live their dream or whatever you want to call it. Um until I obviously got on this path, but it didn't exist. Social media didn't exist. So maybe what you're looking for just doesn't exist yet. So start, there's so much as well focus on, you know, projections and your 90-day cycle and this and that and the other. Maybe just focus on making today great and this week great and this month great. And over time, that will build up to whatever path you were meant to be on and and an overall outcome. And not every day will be great. Not every week will be great. And not every month will be great. But perhaps along that journey, you will also learn that maybe what you thought would make it great doesn't. Right. Right. It circles us back to what we're saying, you know, where you shared, Brooke, around have the intention. Mm. I'm a big believer in planning, but not planning to so that you've got every, again, minute of every day of every month of every year of every, you know, mapped out. Mm. I'm more about have a vision for where you might like to go, but how do you want to feel when you're there? Where might Mm. you be? Get, you know, the dreams up rather than go, this is what has to happen. Because as you said, we don't know, like how fast has the digital marketing world changed? Like what every day is something new seems to be happening. New platform, a new thing, a new, you know, a new reason to blame the algorithm. Like there's like so many things that happen in a day 
in the mm. digital marketing space, let alone anything else. Mm. Um, you know, just we don't want to kind of focus on the last couple of years, but I feel like I saw a rapid rise in new business owners because people had lost their jobs, the other things mm. had happened. They realized that they didn't want to be in employment anymore. They recognized they had incredible skills that they could maybe get paid for in different ways. Yeah. And I, none of us would have predicted that would be the case. No, you know? no. And, uh, and the yeah. pillars of success, mm. again, coming back to the definition of success being different to everyone, the last few years I think has had a big impact as well on people's definition of success yeah. and what they need to feel content yeah. day to day, Yeah, you know. Definitely. I think it was such a gift you know, in if we take a step back and look at the reality of it, what we all went through, it's a global experience, mm. but it was a gift to actually stop and go, you know what, is this really what I want? If mm. not, I can change this. Yeah, mm. that's a great thing. So another thing you talk a lot about, and I think in such a good way, is, you know, the whole imposter syndrome, dealing with criticism and judgment, whether that's coming from within or it's coming from an external source. So how did you get to the point where you felt maybe more comfortable or comfortable or whatever words you want to use to share more of that? And why does it drive you? Because I, I know there's been times where I've seen you sharing stories and in your content that, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to share this or, you know, but then I felt like actually, no, this is important and this is why. So I'd love for you to share more about that because it's something that I feel like every single business owner I've ever spoken to at any point in time, no matter their level, where they're at in their business, what their business is, what they've done beforehand, that whole imposter thing and, and the criticism and the judgment is a reality for them at some point or kind of running as a tape all the way through. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And until you are doing something that somebody else doesn't understand, you will be judged for it. Mm. And it's a really sad part of human nature and a really sad part of technology, like technology has done incredible things for the world to connect the world. But then the negative impact of that is it can connect you with opinions and yeah. comments and things that you shouldn't have to hear. Like there will always be people talking shit about you. That's mm -hmm. just, again, human nature, but you shouldn't have to hear it. And technology gives a megaphone to hear it, which is really hard, but also you got to take the good with the bad. There's plenty of good, so let's not focus on yeah, the bad. Yeah. But I also think for me in the position that I am in now, I know that what I teach gets results. So that's my first definition of success is am I making an impact in the world? Is this helping people? Because Instagram changed my life. I now want to show people and the, the whole core of what I do is showing other business owners, how they can use Instagram to change their lives. So if I'm making an impact, that's my first def definition of success. I'm helping people. So another way for me to now help is by saying, look, when you get this negative feedback and or like you said, whether it's internal or external, this is how I push through it. This is how you can push through it too. And I think it's really important, again, to show that there are still things that hurt my feelings and there are still things that people say that make me feel like shit. There are still things that I tell myself which make me want to stop. And also, again, becoming a mother and hormones. And I had a horrible, horrible pregnancy. I actually, during my pregnancy, said, I want to sell my business. I don't want to do this anymore. Wow. And I, yeah, it, I, I, I had a really hard pregnancy mentally. Um, it, it was strange. All I can put it down to is hormones and yeah. sleep deprivation, doing very strange things to your mind. And I almost don't even connect to the person that I was then because it was weird. This, yeah, this is weird. Yeah. yeah, it was a very strange time um, for me in my life. Um, but Again, if people are pushing you to a position of power, then it is important for you to use that power to almost bring yourself back to their level to make them feel like they can achieve the thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I completely get what you're saying. And I, I think when we were have been chatting about that and, you know, I said in my observation of what you share around your own, your challenges, your frustrations, your feelings, as you said, whether also it's coming from dealing with some external feedback that was often unnecessary mm. <laughs> uh, or the internal response to that, we were chatting about the importance of resilience as a business asset and how it kind of gets overlooked, you know, mm. it's, there's a lot of, I feel like a, a toughness around, you know, you just have to deal with it. And, you you know, it's a kind of this, this real dominant, even language and the tone of voice that can come with, uh, well, that's just what to be expected. And, you know, don't complain about that because you're doing so well and all these kind of things that come with it. And yet at the end of the day, we, our human part is always there, no matter what we achieve, what we do, what we don't do, what our perception of that is, the human can't, we can't be taken away and a human has feelings and the human yeah. has past experiences and past hurts that get brought up by their current realities or the things that they're yes. living with right so resilience let's kind of talk a bit about that and you know how we actually build that as a an asset for ourselves as business owners and I think particularly oh it's relevant for anybody at any point in their business but if you're consciously choosing or kind of find yourself in a space of leadership, which I find a lot of the women I talk to in the podcast and in my community have achieved their success. They feel quite accidentally. They didn't necessarily intend to be there. They had a vision of what they wanted and like, oh, and now I'm here and I never imagined this. So the accidental successful women. Um, but, you know, what what role does resilience play in all of this? I think resilience plays it does play a fundamental role, but when you say resilience, I automatically think of like a strainer. Like okay. resilience is a tool, yeah. yes. but stuff's still going to get no, through. Yeah, completely, yeah, yeah. And it's a tool you want to use, but I think being kind to yourself, like you said, when when the human element comes through and things just hurt your feelings, that, that's okay. I mean, I was raised... If you never have anything nice to say, don't say anything. And I'm not sitting here saying only good things come out of my mouth, but I, I would never, I, I, I never understand, you know, putting down someone on the internet, be it someone you know or, or not, or the choices they make. Like if you're actively choosing to follow someone and you don't like something they're doing, then just unfollow them. I don't see the need to like, no, slide into DMs and and give your opinion of whatever. Or there is, when you put yourself out there, there is that strange thing that exists where, like you said, people feel like you know them, mm -hmm. and and it's because you put yourself out there for them to know. But then it almost crosses a boundary of, do you think you can say that to me? And we have the kind of relationship where I can just brush it off because maybe in your eyes we do, but to me, you're a stranger on the internet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is I think know? one of the benefits of technology is how we can feel so close to someone. But the mm. reality is that we actually don't have a like living relationship with them mm. beyond them you know, listening to us, hearing us, following stories, interacting, you know, sharing their views of how you should, I imagine for you, the parenting thing. I mean, I don't have kids, but, you know, mm. I can only imagine the kind of advice and things yes. you were told and, you know, about what yes. you should and shouldn't do and even the travelling, again, whether that's a good idea or not. Like, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know the funniest thing? Yeah. So I'll tell you about like the second most embarrassing day of my life that happened like two weeks ago. So there is a family that Dom and I follow on YouTube and we've been following them since before they were a family. And it's just a YouTube channel that we love and um, is a huge reason why we're doing this life that we're doing. And we were at, I just watched their latest episode the night before and then um, we dropped up Carlo at daycare here in Bali and there was a guy trying to get into the daycare and he was opening the wrong door because it's like all glass, mm. um, glass and obviously some yeah, of the glass see. is a door yeah. and some's a window. <laughs> and he had his little boy with him and I went to say, oh, it's this door. And it was the guy that we follow on uh -huh. YouTube. 
I just got tingles on my legs. I literally <laughs> just went, oh, my God. And I said his name and I was like, what are you doing here? And then as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, and he just looked like, who the is this? Yes, who is this crazy lady? <laughs> and and Dom and That's I just brilliant. both started like hounding him with questions. And this poor guy, you could just tell he felt so uncomfortable. And just that feeling of like, how do you know so much about my life? Well, because we've been following you for seven years, firstly. Yeah. Um, but also the last person that we would ever have expected to see dropping our kid at a daycare in the middle of nowhere in Indonesia walk through the door. Yeah, right? Yeah, but it, it it gave me that, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm still so embarrassed. <laughs> but it just gave me that feeling again of, like, I'm the freak that mm. feels like they know this person and and he felt really uncomfortable and then I had to be like oh my god we don't know you I'm so sorry we just follow you and blah 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 but then I just I'm not good with surprises and I just went to town on this poor guy being like we followed you since your first video we changed our whole lives because of you and he was like "Uh uh-huh oh I'm so embarrassed I don't think you'll be the first you wouldn't have been the first you won't be the last one but what a good like reality (laughs) check though about remembering Yes. That's how, you know, people that see you online, as I said, you know, we feel like I can talk about this. I, you know, I haven't met you in person. I'm grateful for that. But, you know, I don't know you like as, you know, in that kind of a way. It's a weird, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really weird concept to know so much about someone. Yeah. That's obviously curated information that they want you to know that, doesn't exist that yeah. that's not real like mm-hmm. as as far as the video we had just watched he was not here in Bali I think that's why we were just because oh, you so just shocked. think yeah. yeah everything you're seeing and watching is real because it's YouTube it's real right it's not a movie <laughs> it's it's reality TV right. essentially <laughs> and then for him to be here was so just like all our dreams were crushed in one mm. moment it was very confusing yeah. Yeah, it's very funny. I mean, I don't have a story kind of that big with anyone kind of, you know, Insta famous or YouTube famous necessarily. But just a few months ago, I was at my local Pilates class, which I've been going to the same studio for about three years, right? And I go a number of times a week, you know, on a, on my reform machine, here you know, on my back, probably legs in the air in, in straps or doing something, right? And yes, the teacher, I have a visual. Right? The teacher who I had met a number of times, said to me while I'm in that position I love your content I've been following you and I heard you speak at such and such and such and such I was like I was like oh that's cool let's chat about it later like what do you say to that again it's but why that moment she felt that that was the time to say to me that you know she wanted to kind of get to know me better and I love that though but you know these random things do happen when you put yourself out in the world and people get to see you Uh, but there's a fine line as you said Brooke about boundaries about actually what people what's okay to, for people to comment on and where they need to actually respect that in the reality of things you are a stranger <laughs> yeah you're a yeah. stranger on the internet and even when I was pregnant I had so many people reach out and want to send me stuff but I was mm-hmm. like guys you got to remember I'm about to have a child or I have a newborn mm-hmm. and a stranger on the internet is asking for my address yeah, and I know it. it comes from a good yes. place but where, again, when you're pregnant and you've got crazy hormones and feelings going on and I just, it started making me feel really uncomfortable and that's why I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to sell my business. I don't want people feeling like they have a right to access of my life. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was strange. I'm obviously over that now. I <laughs> love what I do um, and I found my way to find privacy. Mm. Um, but Yeah, one of the biggest questions I also get asked, like I do a lot of Instagram audits and I work with a lot of personal Mm. brands or big big brands that have seen the value in starting a personal brand and they want to know, like, how do I find this balance between sharing my personal life Mm. and kind of not really wanting to share my personal life, especially businesses that have been around before social media, like you said. Yes, 
that how do they allow people like they see the value in um putting themselves out there as a strategy in their business because people buy off people mm. but don't want to fully put themselves out there and and how do you do that and i personally believe that unless you have a live 24/7 channel to your life you will never be fully putting yourself out there. Yeah, true. I think that there's a misconception that I'm sharing a selfie of, you know, of me somewhere doing something or with a certain person or tagging in maybe my location. And is that the right thing? Is it safe to do that? You know, do Mm. I really want people to know where I am right now? But, you know, that photo could have been taken four days ago. We don't know when it was actually taken. And as I say, not that I feel that, you know, we should be in a space of believing that everything we see online is not the truth, but it's not necessarily the truth in that moment. Mm. Mm. And it's being lied to either, but you know, you always have the, you have the last say on what Mm. you do and don't share. So you're Mm. always in the driver's seat. Um, You are in the driver's seat and you have a right to do that. You have a right to protect you know, your family or your location and create a, a story for people to follow that is a tool to market your business mm. and grow your brand without having to give up your privacy at the same time. Yeah, yeah, completely love it. I feel like it would be missing an opportunity if I didn't ask you some very specifics around Instagram before we come up to some wrap-up questions. But I hear a lot from my audience and they are predominantly women in business who are probably now more in their sort of 40s and, and over. They different stages of business, but yeah, they didn't grow up in a world where social media was around. We didn't, you know, in fact, a lot of them say they're very grateful that their their teens and 20s were not on social media, that kind of thing. But this whole taking selfies, taking videos, doing reels, putting themselves out there, speaking to camera is so foreign to them, even though Mm. they understand that concept of people buy from people and that they are the face of their brand because most of them are, you know, solo in their businesses and they have a small team, but it's often outsourced. So they really are the talent, if you like, the, Mm. the, the showcase of their brand. So those kind of individuals, I imagine there's a lot of them in your community as well. You know, Mm. a lot of them feel like they actually don't have a good relationship with with social media. And particularly I find that they kind of get the Facebook thing, but Instagram feels a lot bigger or harder to them for some reason. So Mm. what are your kind of top tips, you know, top two or three things to help people to build a better, you know, kind of a good friendship with Instagram Mm. if they're in that space of I kind of don't know what to do and I don't want to jump on and do dancing around and, you know, my (laughs) reels and all that kind of stuff, which I think is the misconception about what reels really are, but that's another whole nother podcast episode, right? Yes, definitely. Look, Putting yourself out there is scary and Mm. I totally get that. So what I find is if we can take small steps to make it less scary, that's what's going to help build confidence Mm. to help you show up. And look, if you're showing up and you're terrified, ultimately the goal is to get people to buy your products or services, right? And if you're terrified, they aren't buying shit. So There's no point doing what you don't feel comfortable doing. So what I generally suggest is start with a branding shoot because in a branding shoot, you're leaving it at the hands of a professional, Mm -hmm. as in the photographer. You're also going to have, you know, professional hair and makeup. You're going to feel like the best version of you. Yeah, and and you'll be proud of that. And that's something that you want to share proudly. So I say start with a branding shoot and let's find some images and some videos from that. And they don't have to be, again, you talking to the camera videos at all. Um, They can be behind the scenes content or they can be you in the shoot and you can do a voiceover using Reels that has that function um, later on. And then when you're feeling confident with that, Then we move forward to the next place. And then I bloody can't get people off camera after that. Do you know what? Isn't that so funny how that happens? They go from, oh, no, never. No, I'm not saying, I'm not sharing my face. I'm not doing no video, no getting, you know, know, and I find that even at group things like, no, I don't want to be in that photo. That's okay. Off you go. But, you know, it's a 
incredible opportunity to be tagged into something and have someone else yes. share it when you feel uncomfortable. And then, yeah, yes. and then they go to, oh my goodness, I don't know what happened to me because like I take 5 million selfies and yes. you know, I'm videoing everything that ever happens in my life just in case it might turn into a good reel. Yes. And it's also realizing as well, when you start getting that engagement from people like, oh my God, people actually want to see me and they 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 like it when they can hear my voice so I suppose maybe I'll share something more like I hate my voice I've always hated my voice if you ask me the thing about me like remember back in the olden days when um before mobile phones when you had landlines and you had answering machines and you had to record the answering machine message I hated doing that I find I really struggle to listen to my own podcasts I struggle to listen to my own stories it's just not something that I like about myself I sound like a two-year-old I don't know why I try and sound mature but it just doesn't work anyway (laughs) now people pay to hear my voice so I really had to put that to the side (laughs) It is so funny, these preconceived ideas. And as you said, the judgments we have about aspects of yeah. ourselves, a character, a trait or something, the way we look, the way we do something, you know, that that can be such a thing that holds us back until we get to a point, like you said, people are actually paying me money to travel yeah. around the world and do all sorts of things to hear it's me wild. speak. It's <laughs> so- wild. It's wild. And funnily enough, uh, one of the first trolls that I got went in for my voice and that was really hard because they said you know you have the most annoying voice on the internet how do people listen to you blah 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 um they even said it was someone that taught social media in Spain and she said I use you as an example of what not to do because it's so fake (laughs) yeah and I was like a part of me was like my soul was crushed but then a part of me was like they're talking about me in right? Yes, exactly. Cool. I love that you went there as well. <laughs> but this is, but yeah. I think one of the biggest lessons that we can learn as we step out more as a leader in our businesses and, and you know, in the world is that not everyone's going to like us. No. And that's a good thing because we don't yeah. want everybody to be liking us and following us and doing all the things with us. You know, we have our own people that we connect with and, mm. you know, nurturing those relationships and this internet world, this online mm. space is actually where the value lies and where, you know, that's where you end up having sales coming mm-hmm. in, those kind of things, not focusing on all of the energy of everything else that's out there. I think I asked mm. you a question a few months ago, you know, the, the, the followers that look like obvious fake accounts or, you know, the I get a lot of, of kind of middle-aged men following me and sending me then very kind of not really appropriate messages that go into it. It's like, what, what, the, I don't even very much talk about the fact that I actually am currently single. I don't even mention that very often about my relationship status. And I was like, you know, what do we do with this? And I remember you saying, you know, just don't put energy to it. Just ignore them kind of thing. Because, like, oh, God, I, you know, sometimes I just go through a little moment where I block them all because I'm like, <laughs> I just don't need to attract that kind of stuff. But, yeah, this yes. is the thing about you put yourself out there. You share images of yourself. You share parts of your story, how you feel, how you think, what you do, what you want to do, what you've achieved. Uh, you you are opening up for comment <laughs> in many regards. Absolutely. And it's always yeah. going to be there. So again, what you focus, I, I, I am a big believer in what you focus on grows. Mm. So focus on the good and focus on the super fans and focus on yeah. the followers who hang for every post and every story, because if you can focus on showing up for them, that will grow. And yeah. you won't notice the other stuff anymore. No, no, it'll always be there. Yeah, it'll <laughs> yeah. always be there. But you'll be like, oh, don't have time for that anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to focus on my super fans. Yeah, yes. Yay for super fans. So yeah. I've got a few questions to ask you to wrap us up. So these are the questions I've been asking every one of our guests on the podcast. Bring us back into the remembering that She Leads, She Thrives is also about leadership and, and thriving. So the first question, I'd love to know, what role does leadership play in your life and your business? Huge, a huge role because I'm obviously a leader in my customers' eyes. Uh, I'm also a leader in my son's eyes Mm. because he's really only looking at me and his dad. Yeah. Um, In terms of our relationship, um, 
in terms of our relationship off business, mm. I'm not the leader. Dom is the leader. In terms of travel and where we're going and where we're working from, I we're a team, but that's something that I'm happy to take a step back on. Yeah. Um, and also in my family, being the youngest of four daughters, I'm at the bottom of the You're pecking the baby order. Girl, right? Yeah. 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 So that that's what it means to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The diversity in the answers to these has been so cool. I think we're gonna I have to talk to my business manager, maybe mash together some episodes of taking all the, yes. the questions together. Which again, you know, one of the many reasons or, or kind of um, visions I had for She Leads, She Thrives was to bring a global voice of women in leadership and business to, you know, out there into the world. And I'm, I know I'm not the only one doing it, but I know I'm going to do it in my own kind of a way. And so the diversity of the answers has been so enriching for me as a, also cool. a reminder about how great it is that we all have our own, again, definitions of leadership, like we have of success. Yeah. yeah. And then the next question, how do you know when you're thriving? How do I know when I'm thriving? Mm. Do you want to know something? Mm. So I have obviously a one and almost half year old and he doesn't say very many words yet, but every now and again, he will look at Dom or I and he goes, happy mummy. And that is because obviously our lifestyle is a little outrageous at the moment with like living here and going there and maybe we're not providing enough stability for him and we're constantly feeling like bad parents because I feel like that's what every parent does. Yeah, I think and so. when he says happy mummy, I'm like, oh, yes, okay, I'm doing a good job. That's amazing. I love it. See, and that's not yeah. an answer we've had so far. So really? Oh, that's that. cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. Watching when you were in Croatia earlier this year, I... I loved Carlo's obsession with cats as a side note. Oh, my God, it's so cute. Um, so how how is this relationship with the cats of Bali going? Uh, all right. So uh, we, this have this, question. <laughs> we have this window behind where I work and it's sort of a back alley between yeah. all the villas and every now and again there's a cat in that right. window. But when it's not a cat in that window, it's no kittens no kittens or Carlo so he'll just stand at the window and say no kittens and it's really sad for a cat to arrive I know I was actually my cat's been meowing very quietly around to me I was like I feel like it's Carlo's calling in Archie's energy yeah he (laughs) is is. (laughs) I love it well you know one day if you ever when you get to a point of settling down in one spot you know that it's going to need to be not a kitten kittens (laughs) oh my god I if we ever settle somewhere I would have 50 like that I always grew up with cats so I'm a big cat person and yeah it's one of the harder parts of moving around is not not being able to have yeah yeah but Carlos managed to find some so I love it I love it okay (laughs) that's so cool so where can people connect with you obviously Instagram but where's the best places for people to go and we will anyone that's listening we will make sure that anything Brooke shares with you and probably more will go into our show notes so that it's easy to find her but, you know, tell us now so anyone who's listening and wants to go and jump. Thank you. you. So if you'd like to follow behind the scenes of my life and my day and my husband occasionally and my son occasionally, <laughs> um, I'm very active on Instagram, mainly stories. I show up most on stories. So that's my Instagram account, Brooke Belinovich. Alternatively, if you're interested in learning how you can use Instagram to grow your brand, to confidently show up and create a community around your brand and use it to sell. I share a lot of tips and advice on the Social Club Instagram account, which is Social Club Community. Or if you'd like to take it a step further, then I invite you to join the Social Club membership, which is, yeah, where we formalize growing your brand to change your life and follow maybe a path that looks out of reach. Like if you had told me when I was that that person sitting in her apartment wondering mm. how she was just going to make money in business that I would be living and working all over the world. I I would not be able to see how you would get from A to B, let alone A to Z. Yet here I am and everything I do, I teach. So mm. if this is a life you want, let me teach you how to do it. Yeah, definitely. And I hope with what I've shared that people have, you know, taken that on board that, 
this is a, you know, there's so many communities out there that say they're creating community and say that they're teaching certain things, but social club community practices what it teaches, you know, what it, I don't like the word preach so much, but I think it, you know, you really do you like, it's not like you're showing something or teaching something that you haven't tried and we can see that you've tried mm. it, which makes a big yeah. difference, I think, to that authenticity to go, they're not just saying this is how you do it, they're actually showing you how, yeah, which is a yes. very different way to to learn, certainly in Thank my experience you. anyway. Thank you. So, darling woman, one final piece of wisdom you'd like to mm. share, like kind of what's sort of bubbling in your mind is a great thing, that, you know, the kind of women that are listening to the podcast are ambitious and genius kind of souls. They want to make an impact in the world. So what's something you could leave them with? All right. I've become really obsessed with success mm. and different business owners and different people's definition of success. I don't know why. It's just where I'm at at the moment in life. And there's a business owner and a friend that I admire a lot. And someone asked her recently what her definition of success was. Right. And she said, if I can receive at least one message or email or comment or review or something every day about how what I'm teaching has made a difference, that's my definition of success. And I thought, oh, that is good. Yeah. I am going to steal that. Yeah. So I think that, you know, in different areas of your life, there are different versions of what success looks like in that area. Mm. But I think in terms of business, like you said, for the women who would be listening to this, if you could get to a point in your business where you received daily feedback of the positive impact you were making, that's a definition of success you should be aiming for Beautiful. rather than a dollar figure. Because yeah. dollar figure that. success it won't last. No, I oh, sorry. I've got solo shows that I've been recording around the the, the, the dollar metrics yeah. and using those as a as a you know a measure of success because it's yeah. definitely definitely a challenge. But you know those kind of individuals. You know, at the end of the day, we talked about wanting to belong, but I think we also talk you know, could talk more about which we won't because we're out of time today. <laughs> Another time um, about that making a difference. You know, mm, making an impact. And, showing up and following what excites and inspires us and, you know, doing what we love the most. Mm. That is so inspiring. And I, I think the thing that I'd love to add to that, because I think it's such a beautiful piece of wisdom, is that if someone gives you some positive piece of feedback or love of some kind, don't ignore it or push it away. Take mm. it on board. Trust that they yeah. said that and shared that from their heart to yours. And just, you know, the response to that is thank you, not yeah. no, 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 that kind of thing, which a lot of women do. So I love that so totally. much. Thank you so much for being here and chatting with me today. I look forward to seeing you. I'll see you at social um, at them. Oh, I'm so soon. excited. Um, the Christmas so Perth, um, Perth is lucky enough to have Brooke runs these incredible events. So I imagine they'll go global one day, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Well, that was the original aim. Yeah, that yeah. was the original plan. And then COVID hit and, right. yeah. But, yeah, Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I've missed a few because I've been, they've interrupted, I've been interrupted in doing other things like travel and stuff and writing books and things last year, but I'm glad to get back. Writing there. books yeah. and things. Yeah, right. Books yeah, that things. kind That's of stuff. That's such I'm a like, big achievement. I know it is, and I don't downplay it at all, but, you know, it's like looking at like when you put a date for Spotlight Out, I'm like, are you kidding me? That's like the time I'm like here or oh. I'm doing this or like I think the the one that you had, there was one earlier in the year that, sold out so quickly which is what they usually do and I'm not surprised and I was mm. in Broome as a belated thing for my birthday and this is kind of about April May time and I kind of you know was off social media a little bit and didn't check emails as much and I like I missed it I was like whoa whoa okay their tickets are all Don't worry. Like, we, like that we felt like that too <laughs> right. we felt like that too like crazy, yeah crazy stuff so I look forward to seeing you um in person then for sure and um for our listeners thank you for listening to Brooke and I chat today if there's anything that she has shared please go and follow her even if it's just to find out how many cats Carlo's seen lately <laughs> like you know it's such but you will learn a lot about Instagram as I said you know a number of times over Brooke practices what she teaches so it's just a I think for me, that's some of the most powerful learning experiences we can engage with is someone who actually shows us by doing rather than just telling us how, and we never see evidence of them actually doing that. So thank you, thank beautiful you. for being here. Thank you everyone for listening in. 
have a beautiful day wherever you are and remember that you can thrive no matter what it is that you do so it all comes down to a choice thank you Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.